Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up, episode number 72. The start of another week, another manic Monday. But one that uh, is actually a very good start to the week, and that's because we've got none other than Girish Pradhan on the show. Man, what a killer album, Rock the Highway, that was released last month. Wow, I dare say, and I, I mentioned it a lot during the interview too, but it's such a terrific album. I completely agree with you. I mean, so Girish is someone we saw perform with the Chris Adler experience late last year. And anyone who's seen him perform live know what like a powerhouse vocalist he is. One thing I really enjoyed about the Girish and the Chronicles album is it's not just about his vocals, man. You've got the killer guitars and, you know, you kind of get transported all the way back to the 80s in some of the tracks at least, right? And not just some of the tracks. I think that uh, excellent musicianship runs throughout each and every song. You can tell that the entire album, 12 songs over an hour long, but damn, they just don't take a pause from just showcasing some extraordinary talent. It makes me extremely proud that this kind of music is coming out of India. This is Seriously, it's it's better than world quality, if I were to put it lightly. And that's really blowing a lot of steam up uh, GATC's uh, posterior, but uh, they totally deserve it. Definitely, man. I mean, it's a really, really good album. And, you know, it couldn't have come at a better time when all of us are kind of at home checking out new music in a way, out, looking for something different to listen to. Why not? Rock the Highway totally fits that bill. And Girish and along with the band, they've got such a fantastic story to tell about their journey. It's something that really, really deserves a lot of attention. And uh, yeah, it was an absolute honor speaking to him. So let's just cut to the chase. Here he is. Here's Girish Pradhan from GATC. Hey, Girish, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good in Bangalore. The same old story. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> really the same old story. <laughs> I must say, man, congratulations on the album. Um, I really think so far it seems to be, for me at least, the best album released by an Indian band this year. And I dare say it seems like that for a lot of others since it uh, ended up topping charts on Apple Music too. It's been an absolute pleasure to have something this good spring up during these weird times, you know? Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. We've been getting a lot of good feedback and from you guys too now. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that this wasn't the original plan, right? Like releasing it during this time as such. But uh, what what made you guys really just go through with it and release the album? Actually, we'd announced it uh, a year back that we are going to release the album on 27th of April. So we just followed the plan, so followed the schedule. You know, there was nothing... It was nothing related to the uh, pandemic or the lockdown or anything. Why that specific date? Like, does it mark some sort of anniversary, or is it special in any way? Uh, no, no. Uh, we had we signed up with a record label named Lion Sprite Music from Denmark, and uh, they were uh, give, they gave us that schedule that we are supposed to release the album on that day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's it, actually. <laughs> It couldn't have come at a better time, bro. Like, I wish, I really wish it would have been launched in a traditional manner with gigs, etc., so that we could rock out live with you guys. I know, but, man. Uh, 
yeah still it's stellar thing to uh, really get into at uh, during this time when we when all of us have a lot more free time than usual yeah in a way it was good because i guess uh, you know a new song like rock and roll is here to stay probably kind of boosted everyone's spirits up you know and it did really good on uh, youtube and it was shared by many uh, webzines like uh, metal socks and all that <clears throat> so the kind of uh, feedback we got we kind of realized that it kind of uh, lifted up uh, people's spirits you know yeah 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 and we'll talk a lot more about rock the highway but i think before that peter wants to dive in and uh, just go back and get you to take us through your journey peter yeah i still remember picking up uh, your previous album and for me that was one of the curious things because i was like oh where did these guys come from and especially like when you put in the cd because i had bought the cd and stuff so just like i'm very curious to know how did you get into music and what were you listening to growing up i don't know everyone in school were listening to like one band or the other and uh, i guess it it's also related to the friend circle and you know mtv used to show bands like bon jovi iron maiden or you know motley crue uh, i don't know which other bands skid row and all that you know so i guess we were all influenced by the kind of uh, music we do and uh, but initially it's also related to the fact that uh, yogesh our bassist is our is my own brother Mm. and also our mom is a singer a professional musician herself she has been doing this for a very long time but i mean she's more of a folk uh, traditional classical based singer but the thing is i guess uh, the natural tendency towards it was already there so music kind of runs through your family itself and yeah, so you were even, even, surrounded by it i'm guessing yeah even our guitarist his father used to be a like a professional tabla player and all you know so i guess we all had uh, one member or the other kind of uh, involved in music and eventually we were also affected by it was there like one band or like a song do you remember moment like where you were like oh my god like this is it like and i'm going to kind <laughs> of like give everybody- myself to block it just like everyone hotel california man <laughs> oh wow <laughs> not like everyone i mean but but yeah i i totally get where you're coming from on that especially northeast yeah <laughs> everyone is starts with the i mean at that time we used to start with hotel california if you can play those chords then you are like a rock star in your class you know <laughs> <laughs> awesome so i you, you did mention that your mom's a folk singer Uh, but did you get any formal music lessons of any no not at all actually uh, after i heard hotel uh, california the especially the hell freezes over version that used to uh, rotate in our local channel a lot you know yeah. so uh, as i was learning that song i eventually of course bought bought the album and uh, every song had its own distinct uh, nature and there were four singers involved in the band singing different kind of songs right so the thing is uh i wasn't really that interested in music before it was my brother actually my younger brother yogesh uh so he started playing the guitar and he started playing those chords and i got really curious and i ended up learning them too so basically what i wanted to learn was the guitars at first you know 
but you know when you're learning guitars or any instrument you also tend to sing along so eventually i kind of discovered my voice that way so i started uh, trying to sound like them you know whichever singer i was hearing so i guess the first uh, the beginnings were uh, about mimicking sounding like them eventually i got to know bon jovi you know which was again a shock for me because that kind of voice was something i had never heard before <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so i i started developing my voice in that way again steven tyler bruce dickinson was of course the greatest influence ever for me so uh, it all started with the and now we can call it mimicking but actually it's like learning styles different styles of vocals right so i guess yeah uh, i am a self taught musician yeah in in that way yeah oh wow that, yeah that's outstanding and and yeah don't get me wrong but uh, mimicking or something of that sort uh, we've all gone through it anybody who self taught learns ends up learning yeah. by imitating or uh yes, yes. just playing the playing the songs that he likes or she likes over and over again yeah 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 even and on the guitars it's the same we have to go through learning uh clapton and then hendrix and then later on like eric johnson mountstein whatever it is we develop that way i guess right yeah you know i one of the things i was really surprised also and while i was preparing the, for this interview is that the band started out in 2006 but you know you really got noticed uh, after the release of your single angel in 2009 so could you like yeah. briefly tell us about what it was like back in the early days yeah so basically i was uh, studying engineering in sikkim manipal institute of technology which didn't last much though <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> i eventually quit it because i wanted to uh, be in music so uh, you know they used to have this annual fest called kalra where uh, there was there used to be this band competition like any other college right so yeah. um, our i had a college band too with some of my friends i mean nothing too serious or but we just wanted to be there and i really wanted to sing on stage basically you know and then uh, the band that used to come from another district called namchi so they used they used to mix up uh, good musicians from different colleges and come as a band okay which was very unfair for us <laughs> and uh, those guys would eventually win and we would be runners up but uh, as a vocalist i would get the like best vocals and that guy the guitar player used to get the get the best guitarist okay and uh, when i watched him live i was quite blown away and i really loved his playing and he said the same thing to me we eventually uh, met up and i we all went to our hostel room and you know what happens in engineering <laughs> colleges hostel rooms and terraces right so yep. <laughs> so we all partied hard and then later on uh, so uh, he just gave me a hint that we should work uh, together someday and then uh, after i left my college i kind of called him up and i told him let's go for a beer and maybe we can start something and then we talked we decided on forming a band uh because after school and you know uh, this the band i had in school my brother was the drummer and uh, the band was doing actually really good in the local scene okay but uh, as we drifted towards colleges and all that it totally uh, kind of disappeared so we had that thirst and we had that experience as well to go on stage and how to go about it etc 
so 2006 was the year and we formed this band and uh, i actually initially joined his band which was named mukti okay and okay. then uh, but uh, that didn't last too even their uh, folks went uh, to their own respective colleges and all so we uh, me suraj the current drummer nagin and uh, there was one more guy on bass so we started this band and we started doing small shows with the name mukti only but then okay. uh, i knew uh, this was not going anywhere you know un- until we know some more something more about the scene and stuff like that because for a band from gangtok uh, we there was no uh, one to uh, not look up to as musicians we had some really good musicians senior musicians from whom we could learn but experience wise how to get in the scene how to go about it we had no knowledge and we were the first ones you know literally so i thought uh, in order to take the band or like my own career somewhere i have to head to the cities first experience check out what's going on you know so i got this uh, job offer from gurgaon uh, it was a vocal instructor like job uh the name of the school was chanto chords yeah and then um, i joined over there worked for 3 4 months as a vocal instructor but i realized that's not at all my thing you know i didn't want to do that because uh, all i wanted to do at that time was go and sing on stage and nothing else so i called up a few friends of mine in delhi who were performing in this uh, pvr saket benigans so mm-hmm. i joined their bands for uh, about a month or two months till new years and i was singing there regularly so even that um, kind of was working out but again the band kind of uh, they were also about to go back uh, to their respective hometowns you know and uh, eventually it broke up and then i also headed back to gangtok again for a short period of time and then some old okay. friends of mine and then after uh, a few friends of mine told me that uh, they were uh, doing some stuff in nepal kathmandu like they asked me if i wanted to join I said yes of course and you know at that time I was the kind of guy who would just go anywhere if mm-hmm. anyone calls me right so I said yeah cool and then I uh, simply went to Kathmandu I they had a, ro- a room over there uh, in their apartment so I started staying with them and then we I was there for a year I was performing in all the clubs of Kathmandu uh, with that band and that band too broke up uh, eventually but yes I it was literally like a very tough time but at the same time something very educational i, I feel like i was living my college years like there uh, as a first hand experience as a musician you know i was learning how bands work i was mm-hmm. learning how how we do daily uh, shows and i was also coping up as to if i had to sing some 100 200 shows a year how would i cope up with it so that was literally a training for me you know being in nepal so what happened was uh, literally of course uh, nobody kind of knew me in the mainstream or whatever because of course it's it was the nepali music over there and uh, in india it was hindi music but india still had always has had a scope for english uh, rock music too right so mm-hmm. i uh, decided to come back to gangtok after that phase and then i called called up suraj yogesh and everyone again and uh, yogesh told me that he was coming to on a vacation to gangtok he was studying his sound engineering in chennai in sa then uh, he uh, told me why don't you record a song you know it's been so many years you have been singing for the last 6 7 years 
it's time you should release something so i already had a few uh, songs in my mind uh, we eventually ended up creating angel our first song and uh, this was 2008 2009 we sent it to this uh, a few magazines in the northeast and all it started catching up it was released um, my youtube channel was also kind of doing good at that time um, as a new channel it was kind of uh, it was giving me a lot of exposure mm. i had a lot of cover videos and some one or two originals maybe and uh, it gave me a lot of uh, uh, what do we call that exposure i guess and i started getting a lot of shows yeah that's the, exactly the point when uh, when we were formed basically technically you know because i was performing as a solo artist in a club called live and loud uh, during the year okay. 2009 and eventually noel uh, nagin and yogesh had to go back to chennai to complete his education eventually we reformed uh, we got uh, an offer to participate in iit gauhati this uh, alchuringa festival and that's where this whole gatc journey started you know okay okay another thing about uh, the gatc journey that's always that's always comes up in most of the interviews we've read uh, about the band is the entire hong kong uh, scene yeah. in 2012 with you how did that experience shape you and also the rest of the band Well, yeah so this was the year 2002 uh, actually i got an offer to join uh, this club in hong kong in 2010 itself but uh, that was the time when gatc was doing a lot of uh, new shows as a new band you know we we had just started out and then uh, we got a chance to visit this country uh, montenegro for a award function you know our song hello can you hear me Yeah, 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 we can. Yeah, yeah. Continue. So our song uh, yesteryears was uh, selected as one of the songs, and and there were many countries for France, Croatia, Serbia, and all that. So we actually ended up winning the silver for for that festival. It was, I mean, in that award function, and then uh, so I had to skip that Hong Kong uh, offer ad I got at that time. So again, after. Uh, after 2 years yes uh, they called me again and they asked me if i was still interested i said yeah i would really be interested my my whole motive and my plan was to bring the entire band over there but uh, they were saying they are not interested in the band they want me as a singer to join the club and there will be lots of uh, filipino bands and all that over there they wanted a new uh, vocalist i said okay but i was sure i was eventually eventually going to work it out right so i left um, for hong kong i stayed there alone for i don't know maybe 3 4 months i was with uh, with a band in house band over there so i started singing every day sunday was my day off it was a normal job basically you know? mm-hmm. uh, but yeah wow. the thing is i would sing my favorite songs like from white snake to guns and roses everything i wanted right so um at that time i was always sneaking up uh, sneaking to the office uh, of the mdn like putting it in his head you know i have this band from india which is uh, and i don't think i can be here much longer uh, without the band because uh, mm-hmm. I, i want to and you know the funny thing is uh, within 3 months uh, i was doing job i was getting paid, paid really well and i was really worried about the band i don't know what the hell is going on right okay. to everyone's uh, in their home band they actually uh, 
hired uh, Abhishek, a friend of ours, and they went to Hornbill, and they also kind of won the runners-up in Hornbill. They also got a lot of money, man. So we were all in a win-win situation. And that guy also got the best vocalist on top of that, which was cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, after one or two months, uh, he finally agreed because uh, there was this small little fest- rock festival happening in Hong Kong. And I managed to tie up uh, GATC with them. And they said, we have to do our own tickets and all that. We managed with our mm. sponsors and friends. And so eventually the band came uh, and this club gave us a chance to perform for one night. And then they, they, were, in, they were interested. They got impressed. And yeah, we stayed in Hong Kong for a year and uh, probably lived the most rock and roll phase of our lives <laughs> you know, at that time. <laughs> I can't it even was imagine every that. day. I mean, imagine we were performing every day apart from Sunday. And uh, that too, most of the sets started at uh, 10 o'clock and ended at 5 in the morning. So there were some oh, breaks wow. in between. So that was a total training phase of ours as a band, you know. I mean, performing for more than two to 300 days must have surely made us tighter and, you know, more uh, determined as a band. Definitely. There are so many hours of practice. Yeah. It's it's no wonder that, uh, you know, what's on the album now is is excellent, really excellent musician uh, musicianship. Thanks, Lon. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward all the way to now 2019 and yeah. you released the single Rock the Highway, which is the title track for the album uh, that you'll release. Yeah. Uh, was this the first track to be done from the album? And how long did it take to re- write and record the rest of the album? Uh, so what happened was uh, late 2018, we decided that we were going to release something new because, because it had been too long, right? And we really wanted to give something to our uh, viewers and our fans. So we ended up making, uh, composing and making a video for Rock the Highway, a song. And uh, we we released it on 31st of December of 2018, like on the New Year's Eve. And uh, the song caught on a lot of attention, especially from the people like in Europe, US, you know, it wasn't in millions or even so many thousands, but we got enough attention for uh, some a few record labels and stuff like that to approach us. So uh, they decided, they asked us if we can sign up with them. And the first one was Lion Sprite Music, of course. And we signed up with them. They said, uh, why don't we name the album Rock the Highway only since the journey started with that song. Right? Mm-hmm. So we had a deadline to submit the album by November, uh, November last year. Yeah. So within that span of time, we recorded all of the, the rest of the songs. And well, we had a lot of ideas, basically. It's not like we were blank. Because uh, all of our systems have like two or three new ideas always, you know. Even Uh if you have to make a new album again, it won't be much of a problem because we have a lot of unrecorded uh, material. It didn't take much time to record the songs, but the main challenge was like the whole process of creating the tones, the mastering, the mixing, and making it sound huge, you know. That was our biggest... uh, target you know how do we get that huge sound and yogesh especially yogesh and me 
where we were working on the whole production side of it and uh-huh. we eventually uh, got that sound you know finally the last few days were like crazy we were working like without sleeping for 2 3 days you know so uh, yeah it was something like that yeah awesome like all that hard work uh, really has boiled down to an excellent album I'm, I, I, that's how much i like it i think i've already said that i don't know how many times now <laughs> really means a lot But, man thank you so yeah. much so so here's here's another question though now rock the highway is a very long album 12 songs clocking over an hour two questions yeah. here now yeah. the first one is in this day and age of reduced attention spans and you know singles or eps being favored over albums mm-hmm. not saying that i don't appreciate it but uh, what what drove the decision to you know have such a long album and include all these tracks on it oh i guess we're just um just doing what needs to be done you know regardless of whatever because uh, we are just uh, going traditional i guess because the bands we are influenced by the whole era we grew up listening to i mean people like us we used to listen to albums right not singles and all yep, we used to buy cassettes and we used to put it in our system and just listen to it the whole day the whole night and we used to get addicted to the album and every song used to have its own place in our heart right yep so i mean uh, i really don't think uh, i can get out of that culture and i'm sure uh, people of our generation and everyone as, as such would want something like that you know not uh, maybe a lot of people might have a less uh, attention span and all that but there are a lot of people who would love to listen to albums as well and we are more towards that side of things i guess okay okay uh, the second question to that then is You have twelve songs here. Is there any larger theme as such that you know ties this entire album together? Yeah, most of it is um, kind of a few uh, experiences of our own personal lives. Some of it uh, are things that we see as a society, and so so I would say the album is kind of divided into uh, two parts. Okay, one part is completely the eighties uh, glam metal, heavy metal kind of a sound, and uh, there is. in in between there is one song which is very indie like i mean quote kind a quote indie you know uh the the, the name of the song is the sikkimis dream which in yeah. which we have tried to made it a, make it a bit more indian uh, and folk kind of a thing you know a touch you know so uh, something that everyone can sing along to kind of thing so that is an exception in that list but as soon as uh, that 80s style ends there is this uh, transition towards a more progressive sound so which includes identity crisis wounded uh, this um, tears of the phoenix uh, trapped inside a mirror these are all more progressive in nature and uh, this is kind of uh, what can we say we are we do listen to both forms of music right and i guess mm-hmm. we were just showing it's not we are not just about playing the same <clears throat> playing the same old style of the 80s and trying to show like trying to be like this glam metal like uh, you know band we have mm-hmm. uh, we have more than all that we can do these kind of things too if we want i guess i guess that's what we were trying to do it completely makes sense what you're saying now when i go back to what i was listening i can see the distinction in the two halves of the album of sort 
yeah, yeah. So it's, it becomes very different in the, the later half, right? Yeah. You mentioned this. You mentioned that the album sounds absolutely huge, and it does. Uh, what were some of the references that you guys started off with as sort of a blueprint to achieve your vision? Oh, the truth is, uh, in 2016, 17, I am not sure about the year. What happened is we were working on a different album, actually, not this. Okay, and we were we already had about eight to nine songs. I mean, without vocals and final guitar takes and all, but. we were working on a very very uh, traditional uh, not traditional something like an experimental kind of an album which which was progressive and a bit folk in nature you know the last half of identity identity crisis which has flute and stuff like that mm. we were working on something like that okay but uh, the thing is uh, what happened is the vision we had for that album was quite huge which included a uh, it we wanted to make it like a movie you know uh, a single story in an album with with every video as a new episode of the movie you know so, so that that's what we wanted to try out but then we eventually saw that uh, we on stage are seen as a band a rock and roll band that's making people have a lot of fun people jump around people go crazy we are also like having a good time smiling and doing all that jumping around so we thought you know we should let something like that wait for a later uh, for a later uh, half of our lives you know okay. because we didn't want to eventually suddenly declare to the world that we are the serious uh, musicians who are doing this uh, we still wanted to play songs like acdc like uh, and all that you know and suddenly a friend of mine introduced me to this i was very late in this actually uh, he introduced me to this band called steel panther again i was like What the <laughs> hell, you know? Shit. So this this shit is still uh, alive, you know. I was so damn happy. I got addicted to Steel Panther, man. And like for weeks and weeks, I was listening to Steel Panther, and then I found out I was so much into heavy metal, and I was this serious guy in my college and school that I did never gave a damn about glam metal at all. Okay, I mean, I used to listen to Bon Jovi, a little bit of Rat, Motley Crue, yes, of course, like anyone else. but this gave me a different perspective and the fact that it was matching up to uh matching to what suraj was all about our, our guitarist you know the band he yeah. had the kind of guitarist he used to be in his school and college was very van ha- van halen like while yeah. me and yogesh were more of a iron maiden background you know so there was a distinct so i we i think we can see in this album that our side of uh, made in made in kind of side and suraj's van halen kind of a side has like nicely blended in this album and uh, so of course uh, dokken rat uh, motley crew steel panther these are of, of course i think uh, some of the influences and references that you were talking about the huge sound i was uh, i really wanted this huge sound that dokken used to use you know that mm-hmm. huge drum sound it's still i still don't feel it's coming out you know it's so hard to bring out something like that but anyway we we really uh, got uh, inspired from them yeah so i had this question for later on but since you already brought it up since okay. you talked about tracks that you'll have uh, at least written which are more progressive and experimental now that rock the highway has been released do you have any plans of recording or releasing those tracks 
Oh yes, uh, somewhere down the line, we we never let go any of the music go to waste, you know. But I think there's a right time to everything. Suppose uh, uh, someone is writing a novel, but he he or she may feel that this novel is for for another time. But it came mm. to my mind, something like that, you know. And I want that uh, album, uh, that kind of an album, to be there with a full. Uh, prepared kind of a thing you know with everything that we have visualized not just we won't just put it up put it out like that you know it is very 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 different from what we do basically so we don't just want to completely give up everything we've done and suddenly switch to something like that i guess very curious to see when this will come out but you know at this point we've talked so much about uh, rock the highway we at this point want to play a track from the album which one should we play and why um i guess rock and roll is here to stay is the track that has been giving us so much of recognition worldwide i guess that's one song i would really love you guys to play and yeah but personally my uh, favorite song to listen to is she's heavy metal man <laughs> <laughs> I, i like that one <laughs> yeah for me it's identity crisis Oh, so, yeah, so. That, I love that. Yeah, I love that. That small yeah, yeah. I mean, happening in the words. We have been performing that song uh, live since the last one year. The thing is, uh, that is the song that we enjoy the most playing on stage. <laughs> that's the, that's the <laughs> truth, you know. <laughs>
Okay, so Girish, um, you know, a quick internet search reveals a lot of international praise for the album, and deservedly so. Uh, which begs me to ask this: you know, in such a globalized world today, where it honestly shouldn't matter, you know, if there's like a hardcore band from Saudi Arabia or a hair metal band as such from India, does uh, the Indian tag as such still help in any manner? Uh, uh, in a way, it must have helped, especially the article that Metal Sucks wrote on us. So the title was uh, "Indian Band Doing Hair Metal Better Than Any Pretty Much Better Better Than Anyone Else," something like yeah. that. Was the yeah, title. something like that. Yeah. Now I'm sure people must have been curious, what the hell is this? Like an Indian hair metal band? So it must have helped in a way. But as far as our YouTube uh, this uh, release is concerned, and all we made sure not to make use all that you know we don't like using such things as a bait you know it's, it's mm. just simply not our thing you know so I, I, there are so many comments on the video where are these guys from <laughs> where is this band from <laughs> you know we read all that you know let it be you know? let them be curious and let them find out on their own right <laughs> so awesome yes you mentioned your youtube thing and you guys are supremely active online Definitely, this stream is a uh, very important to you, and has been with you for such a long time now. Uh, what really made you realize that this was necessary, and is there a strategy or something that you guys have developed now? Uh, I I think it is something that has been evolving over time because I started this channel back in uh, 2009 or something like that when YouTube was also new, right? So a lot of my friends from college, uh, one of my friends from college actually uploaded a video of me singing uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Like I had done it in a college room. Okay. So in, oh, a, few wow. years, yeah, in a few years, that guy uploaded that video on YouTube and I was just checking out the responses of the people. It was like, what? Seriously, people are so going crazy over this. And I kind of, I decided that I need a channel of my own too, right? So I started a channel called Grace Pradhan and then I started wherever I used to perform or whatever, like I used to collect and just upload them and they started getting a lot of attention and eventually the band also came into the picture. So for a very, very long time, the whole thing was uh, like it was a Girish Pradhan channel, basically me doing my stuff. But then uh, a few years back, as the band started getting, gaining a lot of attention, I decided to completely change the name to the band's name, Girish and the Chronicles. And then we have been uploading uh, originals and stuff like that. I think uh, there was this two-year phase back in 2017, 18, uh, 16, 17, 18, where I, I personally had some, uh, some, a dark phase in my life, right? So I had kind of abandoned my uh, channel and all that uh, during that time. But uh, after we released uh, a few songs like uh, Walking the Line and all, you know, the game changer was a cover of uh, Skid Row, 18 in Life. Mm, we uploaded yeah, that a few years a good, back. Good. The kind of reaction we got was like out of this world. The amount of people responding to it was crazy. So that uh, kind of made me understand that, you know, we can do this like way more seriously if we want to, you know. And I really had to have this habit of uh, not letting the bar go down, you know. Now, after that 18 in life, we could have only done things that are either equal or better, you know. So we have always 
so that's why our uh, the amount of videos i upload and all have become less because i want to uh, focus on quality now right so mm. i guess the main strategy is to keep giving people content but uh, something that has quality and uh, especially with this album i've realized uh, now that the momentum is there we'll just put up something some new uh, video or a lyrics video whatever it requires on a regular basis maybe after a month or every alternate month something like that you know mm. so mm. to make sure that the album uh, people are talking about the album for the whole year i mean it won't be like as hyped but still you know it's our duty i think to give it, give it to the people yeah well i mean you have 12 songs that are 12 months simple math <laughs> <laughs> yeah for months right or oh, maybe why not extend it to two years back we get it alternate months <laughs> right so uh, girish you talked about you know your early days in uh, gang talk and you know depending on who you talk to uh, some people do consider shillong to be the rock capital of india however you know bands from the northeast are kind of isolated from the rest of the country do you yeah. agree with that to a certain extent and why do you think that happens uh yeah i think it's uh, it has been isolated in a way for many years uh, there are multiple factors i feel it's not it's it's first of all it's also related to the bands a lot of bands a lot of good bands which might be doing good out there mm. i don't uh, a lot of them don't make it a point to move to other cities for a while like change base and any band who has changed their base to another city actually has been accepted and has done good in the scene for example soulmate right soulmate yeah. didn't uh, like you know after they starting started catching up they moved to delhi for a while they yeah. set up a base in delhi that is why the whole nation knows them now because uh, that is a very strategic move i guess and uh, so there there have been a lot of good bands but uh, no no one really has uh, given a thought about touring the other cities or being in a city for maybe let's let's say a year so those things are something like hard to imagine also for a lot of bands you know you can't just be in gangtok living your regular life and then you have a band that's doing good but then you need to think about 100 times like before going to a city like bangalore and then finding a house and all that so obviously it'll drive anyone crazy right yeah so, so i don't know like what's the gap as such but yeah i know what you mean that it is there right i'm i'm not sure if you will remember this but we had actually met last year in october when you played in bombay as part of the chris adler experience Oh and shit! Yeah, you made uh, Chris Adler experience shows. Yeah, so <laughs> animation, I was both there. So okay, now now this is again hearsay. Uh, I've heard that you're working on a band or a project with Chris Adler. Uh, can you confirm if it's true, and can you talk about it? Yes, true. Actually, uh, I have been uh, recording songs with them. We. It's a very uh, friendly thing, basically. Uh, it started off like that, but as I got tracks, I mean, I just started recording and sending them, and we would discuss how to how do we go about it. So we have a guitarist named Myron, and then a bassist, uh, Mr. James Lomenzo, who used to be the bassist of White Lion, and mm. 
So uh, I'm actually quite privileged to be a part of that group, man. I feel crazy about it sometimes. So, uh, so that is definitely another project I'm working on. Yes, and but yeah, it hasn't been made public, or there uh, we haven't uh, really decided what's the release plan or whatever, you know. So okay, it's, so it's just still in a uh, primordial uh, phase, basically. Okay. But uh, just to be absolutely safe about this, you are allowed to talk about it, right? Yeah, I guess so because I've heard uh, Chris himself talking on interviews. I I, <laughs> I have this vocalist uh, friend from India, yeah. Garish, <laughs> and also I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I did read. So one of the things to collaborate, I mean, corroborate it. Also, I saw uh, something that James put out, and he said about Chris telling him about you, and it was kind yeah, of like a description. I have actually I totally uh, screen recorded that whole thing and kept it for myself. You know, <laughs> what the hell is going on, man? These guys talking about me, and <laughs> it was overwhelming, man. I get, I got so scared up when I saw that whole video. You know, shit, that's my name being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. so there's okay. definitely something to look forward to on that front. Yeah, it's a fun project, man. It's lots of heavy metal, man. Lots of heavy metal right there. All right, so Girish, uh, let's start wrapping this up. You know, we've already talked so much about how GATC has a lot of music that isn't necessarily glam or hair metal as such. Yeah. But uh, you know how the way trends work, right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. For the short term, of course, be defined by the sound on yeah, this yeah. album. Yeah, uh, we, went, you... we didn't ask for it. You know, people yeah. just put us in the hair metal category. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys in any manner worried about being pigeonholed into this genre? No, no, not at all. Because, you know, why? Because uh, I think, you know, back in the 80s, uh, yeah, calling anyone calling you a hair metal band, would have been someone trying to make fun but right now in our uh, in the small community of uh, glam metal and whatever it is in the world now like hair metal is taken as something really cool and something you know that you can actually wear proudly i think you know and i don't mind because pantera was a glam metal band once right i mean yeah. no one cares about that now anymore i mean it's, i guess it's upon how you present yourself eventually you know Whatever it is, if you have a new sound coming up after a few years, that sound will again define you, define you. You will have another set of listeners. But we cannot at the same time let go of this style completely. So I guess there will always be a mix. You know, uh, We cannot completely abandon this 80s style of uh, heavy metal, glam metal, whatever. So having said that, what uh, and this is our final question, what's yeah. really next for Girish and the Chronicles? Next is, uh, of course, we, we want to start uh, planning uh, tours uh, abroad, like especially Europe and US. I don't know how it's going to come, but we have been talking to a few people and a lot of people have approached us, actually. Would you please tour our country, Would you please, uh, which is like really crazy and good. And, you know, bands like, uh, thankfully, we have bands like Cryptos and we have, uh, you know, Sahil Makiza. And they always, I all actually call them at times and ask them for guidance. You know, how do you guys go about it and all. Thankfully, mm. we have people to talk to who are actually already doing that. And uh, all of them have been really helpful. You know, whatever small uh, advices they give me, uh, it helps me out, you know. And it's a, it's a family, you can say, you know. 
And of course, we are already talking about uh, the next uh, album, recording the next album. We are already working on some ideas. And uh, there is a surprise news that may come in a few weeks, but we cannot reveal it right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, something's cooking up. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're leaving us on some suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, uh, what do we call that? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, Girish, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Lots, Thanks a lot. of, lots of positive wishes for all that you guys are doing because I think you guys are truly on the cusp of something very, very, very special. Thank you so much. I really hope uh, this thing goes big, you know, no matter what. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers. 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 Thanks a lot. So, Peter, what do you think the surprise will be? I have no idea, man. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're releasing another single with some big artist or someone like that. I mean, considering we're in lockdown, <laughs> that's the best I can kind of think of at the moment. You know, I would really love to see uh, or hear. Sebastian Bach or Axel Rose or even Bruce Dickinson along with Girish as a guest vocalist or something of that sort. That would actually be quite interesting. I mean, Girish did a pretty kick-ass cover of uh, 18 in Life. So I would love to actually hear him spar- I mean, uh, trading vocals with uh, one of the artists on uh, an original track. It'll be great to hear that, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's very weird, and I know I'm just uh, uh, segueing into a little bit of Sebastian Bach fanboyism, but I remember when uh, Bach came back with his uh, album Angel Down, I think it was, and that entire album had some killer collaborations that he'd worked on with Axel Rose, and it just goes to show what two powerhouse vocalists, uh, the amount of magic that they can create, and hopefully... Yeah, this is just a speculating at this point, but uh, maybe maybe it's a guest vocalist. Maybe it's Chris Adler on drums. <laughs> yeah, it could be him also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll, we'll definitely be waiting for that one. Um, yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll update you on it, whatever the news is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now the pressure's on Girish, man. Hopefully it lives up to our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we had on the episode today if you guys want to talk to us about anything heavy metal you by now you should know the drill it's on support.com yeah we are still on twitter peter still at tentasher i'm still at asmoani and yes we're still going to leave you the same old way on sub on sub guys <laughs>